Welcome to the Infinite Canvas Podcast. This is David here. So, in our generation, we've been treated to some amazing work of art in the world of film and TV. I mean, movies that are so great that no matter when they were released, you can enjoy them till now. For me, that's Lord of the Rings. For my friend John, it's uh, Back to the Future. Now, there's also been many movies that have changed the way things are filmed now. And TV shows that are so amazing that they built this very dedicated and passionate fan base. But there's also a problem with that. Because with every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. And in our time, we've also been treated to some movies that are best described as finger painting. And therefore, me and John have decided to take one of those finger painting movies and see if we can touch it up a bit. So, without any further ado, please enjoy episode 2. Welcome back to the Infinite Canvas Podcast, Episode 2. My name is David Foz. And I'm John Venegas. So, uh, as promised, uh, we are going to be doing our Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 episode. Uh, David, are you excited? Uh, no. <laughs> Why aren't you excited? Because it's Mall Cop. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I actually had a dream about Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 the other day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't say specifically the second one, but I did have a dream about it. Where, um, okay, so just like in the movie, we were locked in, we were locked in a mall. Okay. And, um. Which mall? Uh, it's, it's an old mall. It was, uh, a, a mall that got knocked, um, got knocked down pretty recently. Okay. But, um, I don't know, it was still around for my dream. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're locked in there, and for some reason, uh, some people that I know, classmates, have decided that they're going to beat up a security officer. And in my dream, it was not specifically Paul Bart. It was just a random police officer, uh, security officer. In, uh, in hindsight, was it was probably... <laughs> I was like, was there a perfect reason why you were uh, beating up a... Uh, well, technically not even law enforcement, but a uh, protector of the mall? I was not. I was, I was a witness to this. Uh, my classmates were the ones that were uh, being douchebags. Uh, I was locked behind a store somewhere, and I was under, uh, <laughs> I was being kidnapped by the perpetrator of this uh, heinous crime. It was uh, a skeleton pirate creature. Okay. Um, this quickly degraded to a Paul Blart slash Pirates of the Caribbean crossover dream. Did the skeleton at least have a name? Uh, I don't think he had a name, but I think he was supposed to be Jack, uh, Jack Sparrow, kind of mixed <laughs> with Jack Skellington. Um, okay. Uh, that tells you how excited I am. Uh, I don't know what that dream was about. I don't think it had anything to do with this, to be honest. Did that, did that have any influence in what's coming up next in your in your part of this segment? Uh, it did have one influence, and it changed how one of the characters dressed, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's, it's nice to know. It's nice to know that dreams can influence reality. So, um, one, one really cool thing that I think that is, uh, when movies come out is all the, uh, media that comes out that 
relates to it. Like when a when a movie comes out, everyone's excited to go see it because of all the advertisement for it. You know, new TV shows are announced, like Agents of Shield. We get um, comic book adaptations, and that's what I was thinking we do today is that we're basically uh, in an alternate universe in which we have been tasked with creating graphic novel adaptations for Pablo Mall Cop 2. The only problem is um, we have to get it done before the movie comes out. So we only get a few clips to watch before it comes out, and we get an idea of what the script is like. The issue is, in this alternate universe, we have forgotten to do that. (laughs) And... Our deadline is coming up soon, and we have to finish this script and finish this comic as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. And so we're gonna we're basically half-assing this. So uh, I I hope you uh, you liked the challenge that we had. <laughs> uh, when you make it sound like that, you make us sound like big procrastinators, which I mean, pretty sure we are. But uh, yes, I mean, yeah, C's get degrees, right? <laughs> um. So, uh, <laughs> but I mean, I, I I did start off saying that it wasn't gonna be a good show because it's mall cop. But I think that movie gets dished on a little bit too harsh. There were some good moments in the first one. Do you have a memory of how you watched the first movie? Um, no. I think I wa- I think it was on like uh, oh, what channel would have been? It would have been like either FX or USA, whatever. Because you usually always play that movie on there. And it's a it's a Thanksgiving movie. I just realized that. Wait, it takes place in Thanksgiving. It's a black. It takes place on Black Friday. It's oh. a Thanksgiving movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, the, I mean, the more you know, I guess. Um, I, huh. I had no idea it, it was a Thanksgiving movie. That's so weird. But uh, <laughs> uh, I remember how I watched it the first time. Uh, for you young listeners out there, there was a magical thing called Blockbuster. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, you know that long ago? Oh, I I rented it out from Blockbuster. Oh my like, god! Like I don't remember how much I paid for it, but I hope nothing. I um, know <laughs> we paid money for it. <laughs> no, here's the thing though it's 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 a dumb movie, David. Yes. I enjoyed watching it when I was a kid. You know, it was a fun movie experience because you know I don't know why it was funny. It was just stupid it was like it was like an adam sandler movie without adam sandler in it you know mm, yes then it's not an adam sandler's movie <laughs> um so before we tackle the beast though that is paul blart mall cop 2 did we want to talk a little bit about the original movie or no well i again i remember very little about the original movie or the first one uh other yeah. than he rode a Segway, and it, he had sugar attacks if I'm correct. Oh, I forgot about the sugar attacks. How can you forget about the sugar attacks? I was like... I remembered other things. The big thing about him, the sugar attacks he would have. I think there's a proper term for that. I have no clue. He called it hypoglocoma, I think. Is that a real thing, or is that a made-up thing? I don't know. Only if you had a a friend who knew medical terms. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, I remember that, um, and now correct me if I'm wrong, but this was the plot. It was, he, um, he was protecting the mall from some small-time terrorists. Do you remember what their plan was? I don't remember what their plan um, was. Um, yeah, I don't remember either. It was, 
I, I know it started off with him trying to train a new uh security uh mm-hmm. dude, like a new a newbie oh. on, on the on the duty. And uh and I do remember that that dude was a double agent, I guess you can say, since mm-hmm. he was working for the bad bad guys in the movie. But I have no clue what why they were even trying to get into the mall into the mall. Um, I don't remember why either, but, um, because I don't remember the names of any of the characters, I did give everybody (laughs) names to remember them. And I could be wrong here, but I named the bad guy from the first movie, Kevin. Okay. Because he looks like a Kevin to me. (laughs) And that might just be because of, that might just be because of Ed, Ed, and Eddie, and how I always imagine Kevins as just being assholes. Okay. But... Which one? Just to be fair, just just to be fair, um, who's Kevin? If we ever do have in Ke- Ed Kevin and Eddie. from Ed? He's the guy with the green sweater who always called the Eds dorks. Oh God, I don't remember this. He was he was the asshole. Well, I mean they were all assholes, uh, but he, he was <laughs> <laughs> he was the guy on the bike. He was the guy on the bike. Oh, I th- I think I know who. I might have to see a picture after after this. <clears throat> All right, <laughs> yeah, no, that's 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 the character. Um, if we ever have a bully, he's his name is probably gonna be Kevin. I'm just throwing it out there. In in anything, it doesn't have to be this. You but... just offended every Kevin. You just call them all bullies. I mean, I have, I have not cousin, a godbrother named Kevin. I don't think I don't think he takes offense to that. Unless you do take offense to that. Sorry, Kevin, you're an asshole. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm not even mean that. Uh... Oh, what, am I swearing too much or something? No, you just called it. Who was it again? God, Godbrother. Godbrother an asshole. Oh, he'll be fine. <laughs> he knows I don't mean it. Okay. I've never insulted him in my entire life, so he, he, I'm pretty sure he knows I'm joking. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it had the potential to be great, but how? what was the rating on Rotten Tomatoes for the first one again? Like 23%, 30-something percent? Oh, the first one? Mm-hmm. Um, I actually remembered it. Um, I, I guess it changed or something, because at first it was actually rated three. And uh, I think it's changed. I think last time it was a 13. Ouch. 13%. Um, not as, I mean, no, yeah, that's pretty worse. The second one did a little bit better. I think it was 23 uh part yeah part two was 23 i think i could be wrong i might not be remembering them but uh no yeah it did pretty bad dude i'm looking right here uh, and it says it's 33 percent for the first one and spider-man homecoming is 92 percent <laughs> <laughs> well those are two different movies and they are very different if there was if you had a uh a um a chart <laughs> Paul Bart Mall Cop isn't all the way to the left. I'm not saying it's a bad movie, but it's pretty close to the left. And by the way, I was wrong. Uh, completely wrong. Uh, Mall Cop 2 was a uh, 5%. So. Okay. This is, this is my yeah. last thing. Last thing that I'm going to say before I keep derailing us. Uh, Pink Panther is a 22%. <laughs> I, I don't understand totally that. I forgot about that movie. The Pink Panther was a it was comedy gold. Oh my but then god! Again, I only remember it from my childhood, so it might actually be bad. That might be I consider rewatching that. Oh, I I mean no, yeah, 
now that you remind me that movie existed, I might have to rewatch it or something. I watched the sequel. The sequel is pretty alright. I liked it. There was a sequel? There was a sequel. It's called Pink Panther 2. <laughs> it, they, they, uh, Go figure. They, uh, they recruit him as being one of the world's greatest detectives, and they recruit three other detectives because they're trying to find this one criminal who, um, who's like uh, stealing like the world's rarest items. And if memory serves, they set the Pink Panther Diamond up as being, like, the next target to lure in the criminal. Mm-hmm. And he gets in, like, he gets into, like, intellectual battles with the, uh, with, the, like, a really good detective. Mm-hmm. Played by Alfred Molina, who's just amazing as a, uh, as a detective in my, in my opinion. But, you know, rose-co- rose-colored glasses. <laughs> I don't know. It could be really bad. Okay. Well, I mean, John, we're not here to talk about Pink Panther. We're here to talk about Mortal mm. Kombat. <laughs> Am I avoiding it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't worry. I, I, I 100% understand why you're trying to avoid it, but we're going to have to get to it sooner than later. Do I have to? I wrote the words Paul Blart <laughs> an, an unhealthy amount of times in this Word document. See, this is where you, this is where you went wrong then. Because I just wait. Why would you write his name all out? Why not just call him Paul or Blart? Why would you have to constantly write Paul Blart? But would you be warm mad at me if I said that I wrote Paul Blart Mall Coffee every time? I I would say that's a waste of time. But I mean, that's just me. Um, wait, have you even explained exactly what we're doing? <laughs> we already explained it. We we're doing oh, like okay. our our adaptations of it because we didn't watch it. Yes. But um I think you told me that you know what the movie's about. Um I did see the trailer for it and the um mm-hmm. I, oh I thought I saw the trailer correctly. I got confused about certain actors being in there when they weren't actually in there. But um no yeah, I did see the trailer for it and I I've read a bit of like a summary from a rate a movie reader from it, and um, all I got from it because I didn't want to get too much information on it is that it takes place in Vegas, um, after because they want to celebrate Paul Blart's daughter is graduating and moving on to college. Did you know he had a daughter in the movie? I knew he had a daughter, but she was a she was a kid in the first movie. How many years after the first movie is this? I don't know. She was a kid in the first one. Damn. This has oh. to be years after that. Oh, wow. Oh, she was, but, like, in high school. Uh, me, I don't know how old kids know. are. I'm sorry. Probably. But, yeah, she was graduating and getting ready to leave college. And so they wanted to have a last day together, which they decided to go to Vegas. <laughs> And that's where things go wrong, and that's where I stopped reading because I didn't want to get any more information than that. But yeah, yeah all I know it takes place in Vegas, Seth. You know, with the party with yeah, his daughter. Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like hire hire strippers and all that stuff, right? That's what Vegas is about. <laughs> I think there's more things than just strippers in Vegas. Blackjack. That that's a thing, right? Yeah. And Penny Taylor. And Jack Black. What? Pen, oh, how, how do you say their name? Pin and Taylor? Or Pine? Are those those uh the the guys with the tigers? No. Oh my god, John. No. 
And they're not in my script, but now I want them to be in my script. <laughs> There's the magician, the one, the dude that always does all the talking, and the dude that never does the talking. Like us? <laughs> I'm just uh, kidding. We're not magicians to start off with, but yeah, that means yeah, we're not magicians. We can't bring joy to people's hearts. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. Our our entire magic trick is based on talking about a movie we don't even want to talk about. <laughs> well, we're gonna start talking about it now. Um, <laughs> have we have we hedged this for too long? It's been almost twenty minutes. We've hedged this for too oh, long. Oh, I mean, we can go longer, but man. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, I believe you said you wanted to volunteer and go first this time. Uh, yes, only because. Our last, uh, our last podcast we did, I kind of forced John to go first, even though we had agreed for me to go first. So I'm going to go ahead and take the bullet here, uh, mostly because I came almost completely unprepared for this, but uh, we'll see how things go. Do you think the scriptwriters were prepared for that movie? <laughs> Um, was anyone prepared? Whose idea was it? Oh, I'm sorry. Just, I, just, I don't I'm know. Gonna, I'm gonna derail us again. You're good. You're no, good. you can go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, for my my pitch for this movie, um, it's kind okay. One, even though I did read, you know, a quick little synopsis of the second movie, it's completely different from that does not even take place in Vegas because this is my world and I want to write it the way I want to. So, this movie actually takes place right after the first movie. Like, literally a couple of days after the first movie. And if I remember correctly, um, um, it is Paul that ends up um, helping to catch these terrorists, I guess they were. Or just this like, evil organization that was for some reason, trying to get into this mall. And so, this is just a couple of days after that, you know, there's, uh, Paul is enjoying all the fame and glory that's coming from this. You know, he's enjoying it. He's getting all these interviews. He's, um, going on TV, showing up, you know, in, uh, you know, doing, like, meets and greets all over the, all, all over his city or state. He's a local hero. Yeah, he's a local hero. Um, by the way, do you know what state this took place in? I don't know, so I'm just going to guess Ohio. Why Ohio? Because it's a weird and boring state. <laughs> okay. It sounds like the place that Paul Bart is probably from. <laughs> okay. Well, I I don't want to I don't want to do mine in Ohio, so I'm going to choose <laughs> um Connecticut. You can pick anywhere? Ex- okay, I'm about to say you can pick anywhere except for New York. <laughs> Uh, no, I'll, I'll I'll go with Connecticut. I I forget where that is in the map, but wait, how is Connecticut any better than Ohio? I think Ohio is way too close to where I want them to go to, and I think Connecticut will be better. Are they going to Washington D.C.? No. Like I'm about to say, because if they if that's the case, then you're closer. Uh-huh. Okay, back to what I'm saying. Uh, so yeah. Uh, Paul Blart is living the life, you know, town hero, state hero, all of that. And, um, so the beginning of the movie, they're doing nothing but montage of that. Him 
meeting the president for some reason, I guess. Um, you know, accepting the key to the city, all of that. And um, at this time, uh, his daughter is graduating high school. She's in her last few months of of high school. So that's the only thing I kept the same, I guess, is that graduation part. And um, she's she's not spending that much time with her daddy because her daddy is it's busy, you know, living up the high life, whatever. And so um, <clears throat> she's at home, you know, applying for colleges and all that stuff. And um, she's getting letters returned back to her saying, oh, you're not a, you haven't been accepted to this college. Oh, you haven't been accepted to this college. And she's feeling down because she's, she's trying to find a way to tell her dad, you know, hey, Papa Paul, you know, I can't, I, I haven't been accepted to any colleges. And, uh. But she doesn't find the chance because, you know, Paul Blar is enjoying his life, his celebrity life, I guess. But at the same time, he's also still working at the mall that he helped save. He's helping train new uh, new security people to, you know, fight crime the way he did. Because, you know... You're not backstabbing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, importantly, yeah, that's the main part. That's like part one <laughs> of his lesson. Do not backstab me. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. The post-traumatic stress from the mall accident. <laughs> I, I feel like he would be kind of angry about that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, he's training these new up-and-comers to, you know, fight crime like he did. At the same time, he's going on the Ellen DeGeneres show. And, you know, dancing over there. And at... But also, he's also getting job offers from other malls. It's like, not... Good mall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you would think like, maybe the CIA or the FBI would want him. But, I mean, <laughs> no. It's other malls offering him jobs. Uh, particularly, like, the giant malls. Like, um, I had to research these to find out where the biggest malls were at. And that's in China. I... I, I I did not know China had the biggest malls, but he's getting a lot of offers from China to come and work in their malls. You know, they want the best security guard out there. They want the, you know, the top, the best of the best. And so they're trying to get him to to come work with him. And, um, you know, he's denying the letters. He's like, nah, nah, I got my own spot with my own family. And so the, the movie continues on and he finally... After a long day, he finally gets home, and he has, like, a, his he finally has dinner with his daughter, like, one-on-one kind of a thing. And he's praising everything that, you know, oh, our lives have been amazing after this. Uh, I'm, I'm famous. I have a perfect job. I have a good job. My daughter's going to go to the best college in the state. And she goes, like, she runs out of the room because, you know, she hasn't been accepted to any colleges. It's like, oh no, you know, happy life gone wrong. Okay, I like this so yeah. far. It's really nice, sweet. I have a feeling that the movie has nothing to do with this. Oh, you don't know anything yet, you know, epic twists. But, um, <laughs> so yeah, she he, he goes comfort her, you know, like, hey, you know, what's wrong? And goes like, well, you know, you've been busy you know, uh, celebrating with the Kardashians and, and you know, <laughs> and, and Jay-Z, 
<laughs> and uh, you know, part with Jay Z and uh, and dance with Ellen. Uh, you never have time for me. It's like, well, I have time for you now. What's wrong? You know, tell me what's wrong. And she goes like, well, I've I've applied to every college here in the state, and you know, none of them have accepted me. And she, you know, he tries to comfort her. He's like, you know what? If you can't make it this year, we'll try again next year. And if you can't make it next year, we'll try again the other year. And, you know, he cheers her up and they're, and they're happy. Or at least somewhat happy. And so then, you know, it gets later in the night. They get ready to go to sleep, whatever. And um, he finds a letter, a college letter. Um, all, all he sees is UT. That's all it says. And he goes like, oh, we got an, another college letter, you know. Maybe she finally got accepted to this school. And he's like, I don't know what school this is, but, you know, let's go. And, but she does, he he thinks about it. He's like, you know what? Now, you know, I don't I don't want to hurt her feelings anymore. Maybe she doesn't get accepted. So he lets he just leaves it there. And, so he, and then he wakes up in the middle of the night and he goes like, no, I have to know if my daughter got accepted or not. And so he opens up the letter and he reads. And I have him reading the letter as if it was a, a, a rejection letter. So he's like, Oh no! Oh no! And then he finally gets to the end of it, and he goes, you know, and we want to thank you for applying to our school and congratulate you in your acceptance. And he goes like, "Yeah, my daughter got accepted to a college or university." And he runs into the room, wakes her up. He goes like, "Hey, look, 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 baby, you got accepted to a college." And he's like, "Wait, I did." It's like, he's like, which college is it? It's like, oh, it's called UT. It's like I never heard of UT. You know, being a state school, and she goes like, "Well, it's not. It's it's in Canada. It's it's the University of Toronto." And she goes like, "No, but you can't leave because you're the only person in my life. You know, I don't want you to leave." So that's I I think that's also a change I'm doing there because I think in the first movie he falls in love with the one of the. Uh, Oh, you call it a cart stand lady? You know the yeah, the cart stand yeah, lady. Yeah, I think yeah, I have notes on here. I don't remember what her yeah. name was. I think I just started calling her Kelly. Oh, I, she looked like a Kelly. She looked like a Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I have him. Okay, so that never happened in my story. So, do you know what his daughter's name is? I do not. I just called her to Juanita. I, I, just, <laughs> she, I just assumed that her. <laughs> I assumed her name was Juanita. Oh my God, uh, I'm not. It's not racist. I'm Hispanic. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. I'm just. Uh. Uh. I, I guess I'll borrow that name then. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of just saying his daughter. <laughs> so. They celebrate because Juanita. Got accepted into <laughs> the University of Toronto. But, you know, it's also a sad moment because he's losing the only person he has, you know, there. Because he, ha- he doesn't have his parents, no brothers, no sisters, nothing. So he's a bit sad. And so, you know, the weeks pass by and you're like, you know, it's not time to be sad. We're going to go celebrate. We're going to have fun. We're going to make these last few weeks, you know... The best weeks in you know we've ever had, so it's like that Vegas part of it, but without them going to Vegas and not being a full two hour long movie, just was it two hours? I don't even know. It probably was, <sighs> <laughs> but you know, an hour that was just fart jokes. 
I do know there was a part with the kangaroo, but I think it was a kangaroo. But, um, yeah. So all of that is just condensed down to, like, ten minutes, most, maybe. And then it's, like, a couple of days left for her to, until she has to move to Toronto to go to college. And so he, he, he starts, you know, he, it, depression starts to hit him a bit. And he goes, like, man, I'm going I'm gonna lose my daughter. You know, Juanita's leaving and and I'll have no one here. It's like maybe I'll take a take a job offer, you know. Maybe I'll leave the States, let the leave the country and uh, Oh, please tell me that there is a letter in the mail that says like the 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 Toronto like mall people have been begging him to go over there and he just found out. <laughs> Well, John, how about you write my story then? No, 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 what happens? <laughs> he looks through the letters and he finds one from Toronto's mom. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Wait, did you, wait, did you plan that? That's what I have written down here, John. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Again, he, he he scrolls through the the letters and he finds one for Canada. There's a big mall. It, it I based it off the um uh what was it called? Uh well um there's a one of the biggest malls in the United States is well in North America is in Canada. That was like the first biggest mall in the world before they started building in China. So that's what I based the mall off under. It's that one. Mm-hmm. And um, so he gets a letter from there. He goes, and you know the letter reads like, um, "Yeah, we're we're not that big of a mall anymore compared to other ones, but you know we will love to have you as part of our team." And he goes like, "You know what?" I'm down. I get to be with my daughter, and I get to work in this amazing mall. And I based it off the mall from the Canada. So it has a like a Olympic size swimming pool. It has an IMAX theater in it. It has an ice ring. It has an indoor roller coaster, and it has about nine hundred stores. So it's a pretty large mall. And so. So here. When whenever we do turn this in to like our bosses who wanted us to make a graphic novel, yes. they're gonna be so pissed when they find out that you didn't even put it in the real in the, in the mall that the movie is even in. <laughs> in my defense, I chose the better mall. It has an a, a, an IMAX theater. How is that not amazing? Oh it's so amazing. You can watch a better movie. <laughs> <laughs> you can watch the same movie, but pay more to watch it. Come on. What more can you ask? Uh, yes. So he he calls him up the next day. And he's like, yeah, I accept your offer. I want to go work with y'all. And that hits the news. So every news media has it. TMZ. Uh, CNN. For some reason... Uh, yeah, it's it's all over the news. news. Oh, this um, um the world's best security guard is leaving the states and leaving the country 
to go work in Canada, okay? Now, some people don't like that, okay? Specifically, hopefully, don't offend anybody, the Chinese mall people. They're like, oh no, we wanted him. Our malls are bigger and better. How dare he choose to go work with Canada? Okay? And, and it gets to the point where every, like, it becomes, like, almost like a secret society here. It's like every big mall in China has, like, their head member. So it's, like, almost like the Illuminati of malls. And so they gather up in, like, in a meeting hall, and they're like, oh, no, we have to take this man down. How dare he deny us the chance to work with us? You know, we're bigger. We're better. So they're like, we have to find a way to take him down and ruin his reputation. And, you know, this is all happening on the side. And so we go back to uh, Paul and his life. And, you know, he, he tells his daughter, hey, I just got off for a job in Canada, you know, right down the street from your school. And um, so we're going to we're going to be living together. And she goes like, you know, she's not one of those kids like, oh, damn it. I have to live with my dad again. She's excited, too. She's like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I would be, too. I mean, she's a Hispanic person, right? Like, that's normal for us. <laughs> uh, like, you know, living in, living until you're, like, 29 and you're still with your parents, that's normal. As long as you, you give them, like, half your paycheck. That's... <laughs> I mean, I wish I could say you're not telling the truth, but you're telling the truth. <laughs> So yeah, they're excited that they're going to uh, be together after all. And so they pack everything up and they leave the country and go to Canada. Does Kelly go with them too, or did you just forget she existed? No, I. she's totally written out of this. She never existed. They got the, okay. divorced. Just, just like every movie sequel ever. <laughs> <laughs> um... You're doing a great job, by the way. Oh, thank you. With with that, yeah. Thank you, but um, I I, uh, I guess, but yeah, they moved to Canada and they're so, and you know they're enjoying their life there for a couple of weeks, and um, so it's pretty easy for them to get accustomed to the to their life in Canada because it's not much different than America, I guess. Hopefully, hope I don't offend any Canadians. If I did, Canada's exactly like America, except there's a few people that speak French. So they're a fancy America, then. I think you were... I think you're going for, like, wee wee ho ho or something. Uh, oh, yes, that. <laughs> I, I, okay, look, I'm not French. I don't know how to do a French accent. It's okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So they live a good couple of weeks. You know, he's getting accustomed to working at this new mall is a lot, ten times bigger than the mall he's working at. But he gets, he's training all these people, all these, all this like security people are so happy to have this, you know, star of a security guard working with them. And he's training them in his way, which is not really any way. It's just, <laughs> it's just normal training. But, um, he, he, he tells him to do that fake gun thing like he does in the movie. But uh, it's like, you're not teaching them anything. You're just doing the same thing, you know. 
<laughs> and so wait wait do the characters call him out for huh? this or is it just oh no like, no no they're, they're taking a... notes like oh oh yeah oh <laughs> that's amazing oh the gun oh the gun you do it like this like this oh yeah yeah right. is it gonna be on the test I don't... <laughs> you know <laughs> so you know they're feeding into everything it's a celebrity man come on it's a celebrity and so um and so everything's going good for a couple of weeks and then we jump back to japan or, i mean sorry not oh wow china wow. I, <laughs> get your asian countries mixed up i uh, jumped back to china big difference there <laughs> and um and they're finally they have the mall illuminati gathering up and they're like um have you <laughs> the mall illuminati <laughs> And they're like, have we finally found, you know, our plan on taking this Paul Blart man down? And we're like, yes, yes, yes. We've, um, we hired our best spy we have here. She, she will go and she will ruin his reputation. So no one would ever want to hire him again. And do you have an actress for this? Uh, yes, yes. She, Is it Ming-Na Wong <laughs> from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Uh, no. I was surprised no. you didn't choose her. <laughs> and it's Ninya Wang, okay? I'm sorry if I got it wrong. You just I, don't, said I didn't know how to say it. That's very disrespectful. That's more disrespectful than me calling China Japan. Wow. Um, well, excuse me. I'm sorry. I wasn't looking at the at her name. I just went off of what I thought it was. <laughs> um, God, I have so many jokes. People say I my name say. wrong all the time. People say um, my name wrong all the time. Anything I get said, how yes. How did they say your name wrong? It's John. Venegas. I get Vegas, oh. like, more often than I want. Hey, I get Faz. And Fox, for some reason. <laughs> hey. I mean, it's just three letters. How hard can it be? <laughs> That's what I say. But, I mean, I digress. You can continue, David um. Faze. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so... They okay. They keep this character in shadows. Okay, she has one of those uh, noise. Uh, no, not noise. The voice modulator thing so to disguise her voice. She's like, "Yes, I would go and I will bring him down because I." Wait, does he sound like Sean Connery? <laughs> no, I don't have a voice yes, modulator no. thing to do it. Do it. No, no, no. Make her sound like Sean Connery, <laughs> like like James Bond. Yes, I will have to free time. <laughs> and so they uh so they're like okay we need this we need this job done now so they send her out and uh then we go back to uh canada and they're enjoying their life everything's going great it's not as you know as great as it was in america but at least they're happy because they're together and um paul gets a call Saying, hey, we have a new train, we have a new person, we just hired in, we want you to come train her. And it's like, okay, um, well, I kind of left other managers, so, you know, they could train her. It's like, no, 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 she specifically asked you, she wants, she wants to meet you, she wants you to be her trainer. It's like, you know what, fine, I'll go in. And so, he, you know, he tells his daughter, hey, I won't be able to spend today with you, I have to go do a quick training. And so he goes, and goes to work. And uh, when he gets there, he's introduced to uh, a character. I cannot figure a good name for her. But if anybody can think of a good one, we can give her one, I guess. But it's Melissa McCarthy. Okay? She is the new hiree. Is, is, 
Is is she the ninja? If I told you now, wouldn't I be spoiling it? I mean, come on. I mean, you the way you have it set up, it sounds like she's going to be the ninja. Well, the way I have it set up, she can also be the wife he always wanted to have. Okay, okay. Okay? Can or you, she could be both. Can you not jump? No. Okay? Can you not make assumptions, please? Oh, okay. Okay? So, Melissa McCarthy is playing the evil spy. And, uh... <laughs> And, <laughs> and so she has been tasked to, you know, infiltrate the company or the mall under a pretending to be his, uh, you know, his trainee. And she is tasked to whenever he she gets his trust to backstab him, just like in the first movie, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and again. Uh, when I did this story, I really didn't have a middle for this, so it's, uh... So, in- hilarity ensues. Yeah, you know, hello, yeah, basically the same. So, she's trying to sabotage, you know, stores, I guess, trying to cause problems, and just issues that, you know, become a little bit too hectic for him to, um, to handle, I guess, and, you know, mm-hmm. management becomes, comes aware of this, is like, hey, you know, I thought we hired the best of the best, I don't know that... And then, you know, there's there's a lot less consequence, I guess, compared to the first movie. Because, I, again, I don't know what the terrorists were doing there. But they were there for some reason. and um, They were stealing money, maybe? I don't know. I, I, I don't know, but... They were there because the plot demanded they be there. <laughs> I, I'm, guess, I'm guessing so. But, I mean, the plot kind of demands Melissa to be there. But, I mean, I don't know. But, yeah, so, again... She's just messing the, everything up for him. And, you know, he finally figures out that it's her. You know, like, hey, you know, why are you doing this? You know, why are you trying to mess up my life here? And he goes, well, there's certain men who you betrayed or you dishonored by not accepting them. It's like, well, I mean, I wanted to be with my daughter and all of that. And she goes like, oh, you have a daughter? He's like, yeah, I have a daughter, and she's going to school here, and I wanted to be with her. And, you know, it becomes one of those things where she wasn't informed about all the story part. You know, you start to see a little bit of feeling showing up, you know, like, oh, I didn't know you you were a father, you know? And uh, I guess not to make this any longer, you know, that kind of triggers her to stop what she's doing. and. You know, she goes like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. Uh, don't worry. You know, she goes like, they fall in love, I guess, because of this. And she goes like, you know what? Uh, there's something I do need to take care of. And uh, I'll be right back as soon as I take care of it. And it flashbacks. No, not flashback. It fast forwards into a little bit into the, to the future. Not as in like future, future. As in a couple of weeks later. And uh, you hear that there's a big story that in China, um, all these malls have gone into bankruptcy. Like, all these malls in China are losing money. All their stores are closing down for business. Uh, Even some of them have even, like, fallen. Like, physically, some of the buildings have fallen over. And then she comes back and she goes, "Uh, my job is done. And, you know, he goes, like, how about we, you and me, you know, 
dinner or something. And they're and so on and so on, fall in love, get married, live happily ever after. Okay, nice. I feel I feel like you put way too much heart into it than the the actual movie probably did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean it's just again I try to go with the comedic way again. But it's right. like No, I, I see it. I'm not a comedian here and I'm not good with the jokes. So it just got to the point where I might have to go a little bit more serious here than comedic. So I try to go a bit more in the serious way. And again, I had no I didn't want to write the full movie again, so I didn't include a middle part to it. But um No, I I, okay. I think I like my story. It was nice, it was nice. Um it feels like like a movie sequel. Let's like you forgot the first love interest exists because <laughs> Like, every movie sequel does that. Like, you just think of one off the top of your head. Even in Back to the Future, when it was the same person, like the same character, she was still played by a different actress. Mm -hmm. I would agree on, like, on that, but I've never seen the movie, so. That's okay. I mean, it's just, oh, it's only the greatest movie ever made. Oh, you're confusing it with Lord of the Rings, then. <laughs> I will fight you for this. Uh, <laughs> Um, alright, so, uh, do you want to hear my story? Uh, no. That's well, it, guys, we're anyways. ending the podcast now. Uh, it's nice <laughs> listening to us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, alright, so, Paul Blart Mall Cop 2, mm -hmm. uh, I noticed that, I didn't want to say too, too much, because I noticed that we had a lot of similarities between our stories. Okay. But, Wait, did your character involve going to Canada, too? No, mine stays in Las Vegas. Um, oh I don't think I... So, uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Juanita is not a very uh, focal point of this movie, uh, but uh, Paul Bart is still the main focus of this. Yes. So this deals with the aftermath of the mall incident. Uh, I, don't, I don't have a name for it. It'll just call it the mall incident. Mm-hmm. And uh, we hear all over the news that he's become a national hero. Mm -hmm. He single-handedly defeated a group of terrorists, and he's given the Kevin McAllister Award by the President of the United States of America, who is played by Kevin James. <laughs> See, this is the same president as the one from the movie Pixels, uh -huh. because um, Adam Sandler and Kevin James wanted to create a cinematic universe. Uh -huh. And so... <laughs> So they're, every character that they've ever played in any movie basically share the same uh, same universe. Um, so other than that, you're having Kevin James I'm play not, two characters in this movie. Well, it's I I didn't wait, yes, um, it's a cameo though. He doesn't play a major character, <laughs> uh, and I kind of wanted to see this as a graphic novel, so I just thought it would be kind of funny. Mm -hmm. It's like oh, they look nothing alike. No, they're the same person. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um. So yeah, so um, Columbia Pictures announces that they will be creating their Kevin James and Adam Sandler shared movie universe. I don't know what it's going to be called yet, um, but there you go. It exists now. Uh, so it's the second movie. Mm -hmm. We got to make things bigger and better. Uh, and to accommodate for that, we have uh, 
new actors too, uh, playing characters. I don't know if these characters exist in the second movie because I, I didn't see anything except for the trailer. Mm -hmm. And I saw the trailer however long ago the movie was made. I saw it once, and I thought this is going to be bad. <laughs> so I never, ever, ever saw it again. I must have repressed my memory that this movie even existed until about a week before we started the podcast. And David's like, hey, John, you want to talk about Cowboy Walkout 2? And I'm like, that, oh, that movie exists. <laughs> so It's like the uh, Mandela effect. Uh -huh. It's like you think, yeah, no, wait, something existed, but you did not think it was that? You thought it was something else? Kind of a thing? Yeah, I'm just, yeah, it's like, I, I, oh my god, this exists. <laughs> I um, live in a world where this didn't exist. <laughs> oh man, that would be so great. So great. So, so much. So much. I want to ask for. So, he is personally asked by the, uh, the guy who's in charge of the Las Vegas mall. He, I don't have a name for him, but he's played by Mel Gibson. Okay. Uh, I don't know why he's playing with Mel Gibson. I, just, I, I, just I was going to ask why Mel Gibson. <laughs> it seems like that's a little bit too, too much for him. Like, no. I mean, I think he's way above to play in this movie. <laughs> and he'll um, be insulted. He'll be like, wait, Mall Cop 2? How dare you? You're fired, imaginary intern. Fine. It's just... It's it's just give me another guy, uh, uh actor. Uh, da, 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 da. It's just it's Adam Sandler Jack wearing Black. the Mel Gibson mask. Um, <laughs> uh, he's doing a terrible impersonation. You know how Adam Sandler does those bad impersonations. He's just, that's what he's doing. Uh, he's got to remind you he's Mel Gibson too. He's he's gonna like paint his face blue and like be like doing like a Braveheart accent. Mm -hmm. Uh, so. Uh, Mel Gibson, uh, he, who is now just Adam Sandler, pretending to be Mel Gibson, uh, is uh, very excited that he gets to work with Paul Blart. Um, and he tells him, it's like, we're, it was like, we have uh, it's like, um, this very, very famous uh, artifact, which I didn't have a name for, so I'm just calling it the MacGuffin, which is literally what a MacGuffin is. Um, mm -hmm. I kind of envisioned it as being a gem, but I didn't really want to say that because now I'm just thinking that I just stole the premise from the Pink Panther. <laughs> and I hate so when I say these things out loud. I hate here. when I say these things out loud. But, uh... Because <laughs> then I realize... No, when I say them out loud, then I realize where I got the idea from, and now I kind of, like, get mad. But I'm going to keep going anyways. Uh, it's... I swear to God, if it's just the Pink Panther, I'm going to stop. Um... <laughs> Paul Blart, he's very excited that he joins the the elite ranks of the other officers and instantly becomes chief security officer. Mm -hmm. No, he's super excited that he gets to work um, at the Las Vegas Mall. I don't actually know the name of it, but I'm just going to call it the Las Vegas Mall. He becomes the chief okay. security officer. He brings along Juanita. He brings along his mom. He brings along Kelly. Um, Wait, he had a mom? Yeah, his mom was probably in the... I think I remembered her in the movie. Wow, I just killed her off in my movie. <laughs> Wait, no, no, hold on. Did you just ignore her existence, or did you kill her off? Oh, uh, I... I mean, since I ignored her, she would have been killed off then. <laughs> wow. Is gonna be, maybe, um, maybe it's like the Berenstein Bears. Like, I think she had... I think he had a mom, so... <laughs> I'm in... I'm in that universe. Okay. Uh... <laughs> He's uh he is a folk hero and he is uh seen uh by the uh by three new security guards. Uh I don't know I don't really care who plays them, except for one specific one. Uh he's played by Jonah Hill. 
Fat Jonah or Skinny Jonah? Of course, Fat Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I chose Jonah Hill. <laughs> uh, I didn't give the character a new name, so I'm just going to call him Jonah. <laughs> creative? Uh, creative, yeah. I mean, a lot of people play the characters, you know, and this is the same names. Uh, so Jonah is super excited because this is his personal hero. He has idolized Paul Bart ever since he saw him on the news. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> through the training through the training process, we learn about a couple of new things. The mall has always been kind of like, it's always been pretty well guarded, it, except it's got a, it, it's had a couple of problems recently because their, uh, their head security officer previously had passed away earlier. Uh, mm-hmm. He was played by Bruce Willis. Uh, and his name, uh, I didn't give him one, so I'm gonna give him one now. His name will not be Bruce, because you're gonna call me out on, oh, I'm just gonna do the same names again. Uh, so the opposite of Paul would be, I'm gonna name him... I was gonna say Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm gonna call him Mike. Michael. Mike. Just, just Mike. I'm guessing Uh, this is gonna come back to us in the future? What's that now? I'm guessing this character is going to be pointing to us in the future. Oh, I mean, now that you're saying it out loud, it's obvious, isn't it? <laughs> okay, is that I'm what sorry. you wanted me to say? No, no I'm, I'm sorry. You may continue. So, <laughs> I hate you so much. You're going to do this to me. I, I did. I mean, granted, I did it to you with Melissa McCarthy, but you're going to do this to me, and I swear to God, you do. I'm going to quit this podcast. Uh, <laughs> is he the bad guy? <laughs> I hate you so much. Just, yes, Bruce Willis is the bad guy for my movie. Nothing sad if we're that obvious or we're bad at hiding things. You did the same thing with Melissa McCarthy. I figured that one out, and you got mad at me. <laughs> I'm sorry. You may continue. <laughs> well, now my now my great ending is over. Um, the big reveal is gone, because you're about to hate me when I get in, in here in about two seconds. No, no, wait, no, wait, okay, everybody forget what happened, we'll, we'll all forget it, it was a few seconds, you know. <clears throat> oh, no, they're not gonna, they don't need to forget it, because you're gonna edit it out. Edit what out? What? Dun, 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 yeah. dun. Uh, Paul, uh, Paul Blart and Jonah Hill, uh, decide to, uh, you know, they, after an intense day of training, doing the the fake gun thing and like the you know just just everything they did in the first movie except paul now shares this big old sandwich with him and like they they bond over it it's the big old sandwich Mm -hmm. it's like it's like the dagwood sandwich like the scooby-doo sandwiches um pretty yeah after that uh the it's almost the end of the day this guy in a mask comes in and he just tries, he tries his heart. He, he, he goes after that artifact and then Paul Bart accidentally somehow saves the day, but the masked guy runs away. And if it's not obvious, the masked guy is the original, but, <laughs> what? uh, so after a day of bonding, you know, he's all excited and he's like, you know, he's all pumped up, you know, that dorky thing that Paul Bart does where he's like all excited and tells everybody everything. He tells yeah. Kelly everything. Kelly's mad for some reason because that's what the plot needs. They need some romantic conflict. And then Paul's like, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna propose to her." And I don't think I actually mentioned that at the end of the at the end of the script. So, you know, if yeah. I don't mention it, if I don't mention it, he proposes to her again. 
Um, or or she's dead. I don't know either one. Um, <laughs> That's a pretty dark turn. <laughs> well, I don't know. I didn't. I don't. I didn't plan the ending with Kelly in mind. I think. Uh, his daughter, and this, that's no, like, that's, that's no insult to, uh, to women character, or, like, that kind of character in general, it's just that I don't care about Kelly, she's, this movie is not supposed to be a romance, it's supposed to be a comedy, and they kind of just throw in a romance in there to kind of, like, make people think that there's something else going on when there's really not, um, I mean, why would you bring her back then, you should have just done what I did, oh, no, I, I didn't, I, no, I'm not writing this as if I was in charge of Paul Blart. I'm writing this as in, like, this is what I think they probably wanted to go for. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so then, you know, that happens. And then his daughter Juanita reminds him, um, hey, you remember what happened in the first movie? Like, she doesn't say that, obviously. It's like, you remember what yeah. happened a couple months ago? Like, you know, your, your dude betrayed you, the guy that you bonded over. And then it hits Paul Blart, and he's like, no, that's not, that can't happen again. I'm not that stupid. And then okay. he spends all night just like with his eyes open and he's like, oh God, Jonah is going to betray me. <laughs> okay. Uh, next day, uh, Jonah and Paul Blart are uh, working again. And, uh, you know, uh, Paul, uh, Jonah's all excited because he's like, I'm going to spend day two with my number one hero. But this time, the day is a little different. It feels a little off. It's like every time they do something, Paul's just, like, staring at him. And he's just like, okay, bro, can you just, like, back off? Just, like, you're in my personal space. Just imagine this is Jonah Hill doing it. It's funny when he does it. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, Paul gets a little too close to him because he's, like, you know, like, trying to be macho and stuff. Uh, they get into, a, like, a slap fight kind of thing because, like, they're you can't take them seriously. And they're not going to do a real fight. And so then uh, they keep doing that. At some point, Paul Blart rips his pants because, you know, if that's funny and, you know, people will laugh. The kids will love that. It'll be in there. It, they'll love it. I, I guess. I mean, I, I'm not a kid anymore, so I don't I don't understand comedy. <laughs> I mean, that's how, old, that's how old guys write comedy for kids, right? They're like, oh, kids, they like the ripped pants and they like the fart jokes. So let's throw some of those in there. Uh, when you write jokes for kids, you gotta write from a place, you know, where you're, like, childish. So, like, it, it'll be genuine, genuine if you write jokes, like, of that nature. Mm -hmm. If you feel it. If you don't feel it, it feels really weird. But, mm -hmm. uh, so after that, Paul Bart runs away, he's sad and depressed. Oh, no, oh, I skipped the line. He tries to propose to Kelly, and then he rips his pants. That's why, that's why it was uh, important. <laughs> uh, then he runs away. Okay. I didn't mention that. I'm sorry. Uh, and so then, um, after that, Jonah is kidnapped. <gasps> oh, oh, no. God. Uh, he's Not knocked Jonah. out. Huh? Not him. No, he's knocked out, and he wakes up, and there's a bomb attached to him. <gasps> mm-hmm. He's, he's, uh, he's approached by the guy with the mask. He removes it, and it's boom, boom, boom. It's Mike. What? What? For oh, all the oh, hey, God, look, yes. look, look, look. All the kids in the audience will be very surprised about that, okay? Okay? All the kids reading this book are going to be super surprised. They're going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe that the guy who's obviously Bruce Willis is Bruce Willis. I mean, you just surprised me. This is the first time I'm hearing of it. 
Um, oh, by the way, uh, the way I chose Bruce Willis is I was trying to think of the polar opposite of Kevin James. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, Kevin James, you know, he's, just, he's, he's like fat. He's like, uh, that's not the point I'm trying to make that he's fat. Well, it's nice to know that's the first thing you said. <laughs> the first defining um, feature. He's fat, um, but I mean, he's that's like the one thing I see about look, him. Look, it's like the first thing I said. <laughs> Like, everything that I try to think of for Paul Bart, I tried to think of the opposite, and I ended up getting Bruce Willis. Um, mostly because of, like, the Die Hard movies. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, the, Paul Bart is basically like Die Hard if Die Hard, the main character, was just uh, just not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then we uh, we reveal that it's uh, Bruce Willis. He uh, He's like, yeah, I was never dead. That was just all a lie, so that I could try to steal this artifact. Now that I'm saying this out loud, it makes me realize that he probably would have had a better chance stealing it if he was still working at the goddamn mall. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, um. But then we wouldn't have a story. I know, I know, but now that I'm saying it out loud, it makes me really question, like, why I thought of this in the first place. Um. So he. <laughs> Jonah's all confused. And he starts screaming, and then uh, he's like, hey, don't scream. There's a bomb attached to you. I got the trigger right here. You gotta do what I say, or you're gonna be blown up to blubber. And then he's like, okay, I'll listen to you, Mr. Tough Guy. We used to work together, remember me? I'm Jonah. And he's like, I don't remember you. You're just a fat guy. You're just a fat kid. I don't care about you. I'm Bruce Willis. So now he he explains to him that he's going to, and by the way, bad guy 101, don't explain your plan. He's going to do it anyways, because I don't care. Um, he explains his plan. He's like, I'm going to steal the artifact, and I'm going to run away to some Latin American country. And then, uh, now that Jonah knows the plan, he's going to tell everybody. He's like, you know what? I'm going to tell everybody anyway, because I don't care. And he's like, yeah, there's still a bomb attached to you. And Jonah's like, oh, okay. Uh, Bruce... <laughs> you made him become a very whiny character. Like, I hate him. <laughs> You're gonna love this. Um, so Bruce is like, "Look, I went down there earlier and I got my ass kicked by Paul Bart somehow." I, I don't like. <laughs> That's a line I didn't think I was gonna say. <laughs> I got my ass kicked by Paul Bart. <laughs> Man, I hope he doesn't get arrested. Um. <clears throat> um. Okay. By the way, really quick, I just want to point something out. Um. So his mom mentions that she's taking uh helicopter lessons. That's just. I know it sounds weird now that I'm saying it, but I was supposed to mention it earlier. Um, okay. <laughs> I feel like a helicopter is going to be used in the future. <laughs> That's just me. But, I mean, I don't know. Look, I, look, 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 look. You can't have a day you ex machina. If you don't establish that it exists first, then it'll sound like you just you just pulled it out of your ass. If you establish at the very beginning of the movie, and it's like, hey, I'm going to go uh, take some helicopter lessons. Then later, when they're in a helicopter, you're not going to be like, hey, why are they in a helicopter? No, you're going to be like, hey, they're in a helicopter because they were taking helicopter lessons earlier. This makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, just just to hit it home, she's going to be in the helicopter at least three times in the movie. So we can kind yeah. of like acknowledge that. So it's not just random. Except for just now when I mentioned it. Um, <laughs> um, so he's like, okay, look, what I want you to do is I want you to go into the mall and I want you to go steal that gem for me. And he's like, well, why do I got to steal it? Because you got the security codes to it. And you're going to do what I say, you know? And he's like, 
I feel like this is just copying the plot for the first movie, except now the bad guy is just is just me pretending to, you know, just, just me being a hostage pretending to be the bad guy. And it's like, yeah, that's the point. I want Paul Bort to think that you betrayed him. And it's like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so now, now, basically, it's the plot for the first one where it's like his 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 um his apprentice has betrayed him. But this time, his apprentice is only betraying him because he's being forced to or he will die. Mm -hmm. And he can't reveal this or he'll die. And mm -hmm. this sounds so stupid, but th this is, that's how this works. So he goes in there, and he tries to seal the gem, and then Paul Bart shows up, and he's like, scooby dooby doo you know that line from the first movie that I remember for some reason, and he like, you know, hit, tries to hit him with a... Uh, with a scuba tank that he hits. I don't know why there's a scuba tank. I just know that since it wasn't the first one, funny joke, gotta do it in the Wait, second one. Who, who said that line? Paul Blart said scuba dooby doo when he was finding the uh, the original goons. Um, he hit, he used the golf club or baseball bat. It was probably a golf club. Mm -hmm. And then he hit the valve on a scuba tank and it propelled itself <laughs> and hit somebody. <laughs> and I wanted him to do the same thing here because... Obviously, making a reference to the best joke in the entire movie, second to the one where he puts his hand on his hip and turns around his segway, <laughs> and he gives you the illusion that he has a gun on his hand, but he, but me and you both know he doesn't. Uh, that's the best joke. Second best joke is a scooby dooby doo Third best joke is when he eats the lollipop at the end because he has diabetes and it'll keep him alive. Um, <clears throat> I do like how we both kept the gun thing. <laughs> it was the best part. Uh, <laughs> so he, um, uh, uh, it's actually important this time. It's not just, oh, I'm going to hit the guy. No, it hits the bomb. Like the, well, not the bomb, but <laughs> that would be terrible. Uh, it, hits the, it hits where the bomb is attached to the control. So mm -hmm. there's no way for the control to, to, uh, to activate now. And so then Jonah just like, <gasps> The thing's not working. And he explains his plan to Paul Bart. And Paul Bart's like, what? I can't believe it. You weren't you you weren't betraying me after all. And then Jonah's like, that's what I've been trying to tell you. And he's like, wait, but who's betraying me then? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, you remember, remember when we talked about our old boss earlier? It's like, yeah, yeah, Mike? Yeah, Mike, he's alive? Yeah, he's alive. And he's trying to kill you. And he's like, what? And then at that moment, Mike is right behind Paul Bart, and he hits him in the back of the head. <laughs> and then there's a they start fighting. Uh, and when I, when I say fighting, I mean uh, Mike is kicking Paul Bart's ass, and Paul Bart is trying to run away. Okay. Um, he's they end up where he's crawling on the floor. And yes, you knew okay. exactly what I was okay. thinking. Okay. <laughs> uh, he tries to escape, um, but you know, um, since Paul has this hero complex he really really wants to be the hero he's like hey you know i'm gonna um i'm gonna i'm gonna be that guy who uh saves the day and i'm not gonna keep running away and he's like you know what come at me i will take you down and then mike kicks him in the face and he's just like oh i looks like you're gonna take me down and then uh <laughs> They keep running away, and he gives. At this point, he's like, "Okay, this is a fight. I'm not gonna win. I'm gonna." Uh, I was like, he he grabs the artifact himself, and he's like, "If I have this and I run away with it, I'll just I'll just like give it to the to to the real police or like somebody else, 
And then, like, if if I do that, Bruce won't have it, and he'll lose. And so then, uh, as he runs away, he's upstairs somewhere. He turns a corner and ends up on a tightrope. Accidentally, like, just, like, runs out the window and en- ends up on a tightrope that's connected to two buildings. Okay. And then he's like, okay, I'm on a tightrope. This isn't good. Turns around to get back onto the building, and Bruce Willis is right in front of him, and he's like, oh, well, well. And he's like, oh, no, I'm... Okay, so I could either go towards Bruce Willis and very likely get killed, or I could run the other way to the other building and hope for the best. (laughs) (laughs) And so then he tries to run across, and uh, he's, like, dangling for his life. And he's like, I'm not going to make it. Um, Bruce Willis uh, is is, uh, uh, walking towards him on the tightrope. and does that thing from Looney Tunes where they're like, uh, plink one finger at a time. Dink, dink, dink. Mm-hmm. You know, he's holding on to it, and then he's like, I'll, it's like I'll, he'll like move his first finger, then his middle finger, then his ring finger, and he's hanging on by his pinky, miraculously uh, holding up 300 pounds of, of muscle, and he's just like, oh, he falls. He's about to fall, and then out of nowhere, you just, you just, you, you just see a rope, and he grabs onto it, and he's just like, what is this? And he looks up and it's a helicopter. <gasps> <laughs> and his mom is like, Pa, get inside. I don't remember what his mom sounds like, so I'm just assuming it's just... I don't know what she looks like, so I'm going to recast her. It's just going to be Adam Sandler, uh, dressed as a woman. Uh, and he's doing his terrible uh, Jewish accent. Pa, get inside. I'm driving a helicopter because I'm Adam Sandler. <laughs> uh, gets in. Um... Bruce Willis is, like, standing on the tightrope, and then the, the cops show up, and they surround him. Uh, the police helicopters are like, hey, you're under arrest. And then, oh, no, Bruce Willis is under arrest. And everybody's, like, surprised because he's somehow still alive. Um, Paul returns the, the the gem thing, and then he gets married to, to Kelly. Jonah's the best man. Roll credits. After, after credits, Stinger... We get Kevin, he's in jail, and he's talking to Bruce Willis. I don't know how they're in the same jail. I don't quite know how Your Your universe only has one jail. <laughs> it's a super jail. Uh, that's where you will find all the great villains from all the other Adam Sandler, Kevin James movies. Uh, so, that There's happened. Not many. So, how did you like my big reveal? Uh, I mean, I absolutely love the idea that your your villain for this one was Melissa McCarthy, but my villain was Bruce Willis. Uh, Technically yeah. also Jonah Hill, but that doesn't really count at all. <laughs> when you said you were trying to go with someone opposite, mm-hmm. I literally thought, you know, I, 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 I guess he's okay, but you just missed the big opportunity to, to use, get Dwayne uh, and Rock Johnson? Uh, no, I was going to say with Liam Neeson. Oh my god! He, he in oh, the movies no, he, even say, I have these sets of skills. And I know how to use these sets of skills. <laughs> and Pod has no skills. So You know, if I if I would have thought of Liam Neeson, there with a hundred percent certainty he would have kidnapped his daughter. But do, oh, who yeah. do you think is more likely to be in Paul Bormall Cup 2? Liam Neeson or uh, or Bruce Willis? Um, Don't uh, say neither, because that wasn't an option. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I would say I don't I don't know. I think Liam Neeson would be in there. No, no, I think you're right because he was in Lego the Lego movie and he was also in Star Wars episode 1. Wait. He was in Star Wars, he was Qui-Gon Jinn. I The wait, guy with the green lightsaber who trained Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, okay, okay. It's okay. okay. It's okay if you repress your memories. Let, no, um, let, let the hate flow through you. I, That's the only Star Wars reference I'll ever make because I didn't make any sense. No, it's just that I thought you were talking about the recent Star Wars movie. Because I haven't seen <laughs> you, those. The new good ones? Yeah, I haven't seen episode 1, 2, or 3. Oh, I mean, that's Four, fine. 5, and 6. My favorite thing about yours, I want to say, is the fact that you actually remembered that his daughter existed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And that the I fact mean, that, you know, you actually incorporated play... her into the story. Sorry? Um, no, I'm saying that you actually incorporated her into the story. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I kind of want to make it a little bit different from the first one. And, uh, and I mean, that's the only one part I wanted to keep the same from the uh, real number two, is it was all about his daughter and him. So I was like, you know, I kind of like that, so I'm going to keep that. Oh boy, there's a lot on here for the synopsis of the actual movie. Let's see the highest, well, let me see what the biggest name I can find on here. Uh, no. No, the, there's no good names on here. Uh, which one? You're gonna get part two, right? Yeah. Uh. I mean, they're small time people. There's that dude from Wizards of Waverly Place. Are you talking about the guy who played Lane? Let me see. Yeah, I don't, I don't care about him. <laughs> um. Is he the bad guy? He looks like he could have been the bad guy for this movie. All right, uh, this is a visual. Uh, this isn't a visual medium, so it's <laughs> um, <laughs> just kind of real. It did that. have a big star. It had Kevin James. Eh, it's debatable. Um, let's see. Wow. Oh my god! Oh my god! I just read the first line, and I'm already disappointed in this. So he married the girl from the first movie, and she divorced him six days into their marriage. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> that was a perfect reason Six for me days. to not include her. Six days! That's even worse than what we did! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That's... When you start your movie like that, you know it's gonna be bad! <laughs> I, I don't well, even want to read the rest of it now! What? They couldn't kill her off. I think that would have been worse. I know that, but they could have at least... Like, they could have just ignored she existed. She's out visiting her family? Did she... Did she, Yeah, do that! Don't... Don't... That's even worse! That's, no, I could argue that that's even worse than just getting married. Did she marry him in the first movie? No, I don't think they married... Oh my god, they got they... married in the first movie. <laughs> And here I am, making the Mary in the second one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh we are so god. off on all of this. <laughs> um, I think I was pretty spot on. I mean, you did a good job not keeping her in the movie, but like now you have to explain now you have to explain why she's not around. Uh she died. <laughs> 
I killed off his mother, okay? I think I'm killing another person off would be that big. You did okay. I know you killed off his mother, but so did the movie. Oh my god. <laughs> so this movie takes place four years after the original one, and his mom okay. is killed two years after the accident. Like, she's killed. In movie, in fiction, she's killed because a milk truck hit her. Oh my god. Um, you know, I think this movie hates itself more than we hate it. <laughs> um, I was just joking. Um, I think everything I say happens now, so I'm not going to say anything else. <laughs> I'm scared I'm going to say something and it's going to happen. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god, I'm Fine, I want to watch this movie now. Yeah, I kind of want to watch this movie too, to be honest. <laughs> I got to know what we got wrong. <laughs> I got to know how my movie is better than this one. Man, you know what? I got to admit, it, it, this was a tricky subject to go into. <laughs> it's like, how do you make an adaptation for something you've only, like, a sequel to something that you've only ever seen once? And it's not just that, but it's like, Something you don't want to write. It's, I don't know. It was so yeah, hard. The people from the Transformers movies. Does, I thought Michael Bay... You know the Michael Bay didn't confirm to make the new Dora the Explorer movie? <gasps> oh my god. If this is Dora the Explorer meets Transformer, I think Michael Bay is going to be my favorite director. I, I, I don't even understand it. But uh, hey, you know what exciting movies are coming out soon? Uh, I'm really digging that new Thor Ragnarok uh, whenever that comes out, that looks like it will be a blast. Uh, who? Thor Ragnarok. I don't know this character. Well, what he's is he? okay. So he's this really cool mythological figure, uh, from Norse mythology. And uh, a while back, Marvel Comics decided, uh, hey, you know what'd be really cool? You know, Superman's cool and all, you know, but we got a we got an even better thing to compete with them. That's Thor, the actual god of thunder from Norse mythology. And eventually, this became this really popular comic line. Down the line, they he joined the Avengers, and you know the we came up with the they came with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and we got mm-hmm. a real mm-hmm. Thor movie. Uh, he's a member of the new Cinematic Universe's Avengers, and it's really cool because we get to see this god character like in the modern day, and how he's uh, how he's presented nowadays. Where it's like, okay, how does he fit into the modern? Um, into the modern day and i thought it would be kind of cool if for next week our challenge would be we come up with our own mythological figures like mm-hmm. we've already mm-hmm. i know that it sounds like i'm just now coming up with this we've talked about this a little bit already um yeah. and so we haven't revealed to each other uh which mythological figures we're working with we just reveal to each other what parts of the world uh we're coming up with ideas for and we'll tell you guys next week um, but I'm really excited. We're going to be coming up with our own, uh, mythological heroes. So, uh, if you're excited for the... Spoiler? What's up? I chose Thor. You did not choose Thor. I chose Thor. I mean, you don't just... Okay, first you can't just... First of all, you can't just yeah. tell people what you're picking, because I picked Jesus, and I don't want to let everybody know, hey, I just picked <laughs> Jesus. Uh, two, you can't pick Thor, because... The point is we're coming up with a new 
a new interpretation of something else. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, change it to Loki. Okay, uh, so right off the bat, gonna say Norse mythology off the table. No. That's like the most sarcastic no I've ever heard. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, oh, um, before we go, shameless plug. Um, we you can follow us individually. Uh, on Twitter, I am at Johnny V E three. Uh, David is what are you again? Uh, damn it! I always forget. I, I think it's at I think it's Twitter. at CC Fuzz. Uh, yes, I forget if there's an underscore in there or not. I think it's there... at CC Fuzz. At CC underscore Fuzz. Uh, you can follow us on uh... F A Z. What's that? Fuzz F A Z. Not yeah. many people know how to spell my name, even though it's just three letters. You know, it's really hard for people sometimes, just because, you know, it's one of those things where when the name comes from another language and you're not familiar with it, you're going to get it wrong. It's like when I said, and I'm gonna, I'm not going to say it, I want you to say it, the lady from, uh, from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, yes, I'm going to say it like you did. Manyawa. <laughs> Don't say it like me. The point of that was for you to say it correctly, so I would I wouldn't disrespect her again. Um, if she listens to this, I do apologize. If she listens to this, I want yep. to hang out. Okay, you, you heard that here. Um, okay, um, you can follow our main Twitter at Sizer Comics. Um, we have a new one at Canvas Cast. Super easy to remember. One word, Canvas Cast. And when I say one word, I mean like no spaces, no underscores. Uh, if you liked uh, what David had to offer, uh, just tell us. Hashtag Team DF. Uh, if you liked what I had, really easy. Hashtag Team JV. Uh, you can always uh, send us fan art. You know that's always a that's that's always a good idea. Just like draw me as Paul Blart or David as Paul Blart. We're already big guys, so it wouldn't be that hard to imagine that. And uh, I think David already left. I haven't, I haven't heard him in a while. David, you're still, you're gone. I'm sorry. I was, <laughs> um, I was punishing myself for having to sit through this whole mock cop. This is your fault. You wanted to talk about it. it, it uh, you know, there's a there's, there's a very simple word in the English uh, language that could have been used, and that is, uh, David. No. <laughs> And that would have solved everything. But, um, I mean, that's just me. <laughs> Alright, well, then you... Then, uh, so, did you want to do the uh, our mythological figure episode next week, then? Uh, yeah, I mean, after you ruined my whole not-North mythology people, I'm going to have to choose a real person now. You know how hard that is? You know? <laughs> do you know how many myth- mythological people there are in the world? <laughs> There's Many? a lot, John. You make it sound. There's a lot. There are a lot. That's the point. Open your eyes. <laughs> expand your knowledge. And by the way, you ruined my bit. You were just supposed to say no. Oh. <laughs> oh, wait. I can... Okay, ask the question again. No, I'm not going to ask the question again. Goodbye, everyone. No, ask, I don't ask the question again. <laughs> You're not going to ask
Thank you again for listening to our second episode of the Infinite Canvas podcast. If you want to follow our show, you can do so at CanvasCast on Twitter. You can also follow our main account, SciStarComics, S-C-I-S-T-A-R Comics, on Twitter as well. We just update our web series there. You can also read our web series at SciStar.net. And as a recording this episode, we've also been able to upload our first podcast episode on iTunes. So we really appreciate it if you could head down there, download and comment, even share with friends. Thank you again for listening and get ready for the next episode where we try to make our own Thors, but a little bit better. Thank you.